Today, we'll talk about Florida Gators recruiting, the Gators men's basketball team's win over Oklahoma State, and what is next for them. And we'll wrap up by talking about the Florida Gators at the Super Bowl next week, only here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. Happy Tuesday. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all of my written work with Whole9Sports.com. Getting right into this, we're going to talk about Cruton a little bit today. Uh, first up is Harold Perkins. You know, he's, he's someone who we've spoken about for a few weeks now on this podcast and just in Florida Gators community where he is a five-star linebacker. He's played running back. He's a very versatile player. And uh, his final three are Florida, LSU, and Texas A&M. And don't forget for Harold Perkins, he was originally committed to Texas A&M with early national signing day. And then he decommitted and Florida and LSU got much more involved. And the rumor with him is that early in the process, he had academic issues, and that's really what kept teams from pursuing him as a player for their program. He's evidently gotten that fixed, or teams just stopped caring, but he's now a five-star linebacker or four-star, depending on where you look, and it's it's silly stuff like that. But uh, he might be a Florida Gator, decommitted from Texas A&M, and I, I want to say that I want to say they're not in the picture because the rumor that I've heard was that Texas A&M told Harold Perkins with early National Signing Day, hey, you either sign with us now and, and commit to us now or we walk. Um, one, that's not how things work. Ultimatum's not the ideal way to find success. But also, two, um, Harold Perkins gave in and then ultimately decided not the best looks. It's really, to me, it's Florida and LSU. Those are the two schools that are legitimately – in the running here right now, crystal ball predictions have him trending towards LSU, but uh, I feel like at some point this year there was players trending towards Georgia and, and Bama, and and you know those same players ended up coming to the University of Florida, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so your crystal ball don't mean Jack Diddley squat to me, so I don't care about that. They've been wrong before; they'll be wrong again. I'm going with my gut feeling here, which is that Harold Perkins will be a Florida Gator. I, I I just don't see why he would not come to Florida, why he wouldn't want to go to Gainesville, because you look at this linebacker group, there's been a, a very good amount of turnover. You've got Amari Bernie's gone, even though he's like the least relevant person, but he's he's the one that I'm mentioning first. <laughs> you got Jeremiah Moon is gone. He's at the senior role. He's in the NFL draft. You've got... um. Mohamed Diabate, Mahmoud Diabate, is gone, and he is, he is at Utah now, and the Florida Gators will see him in week one. And Tyron Hopper is gone, and there's there's a lot that has happened at linebacker. Ventrell Miller came back, but he didn't really play last year, so a lot's happened at linebacker, and there's that open spot. There's Shamar James, the four-star linebacker, who I've been very openly praising, um, and I still will, but but there's still that that play abilities there early on that playing time is there and it's available. So Harold Perkins 
could step in as an immediate contributor in this defense. Scheme-wise, he'd be playing in one of the most versatile defenses in the country, and it would show off his complete skill set when he's looking forward to the NFL, because obviously he's a five-star player. He's looking forward to the NFL at some point. Also, his position coach would be Jay Bateman, a guy who just last season was the defensive coordinator of a Power 5 school in North Carolina, and in the past couple of years, he's gotten linebackers in the NFL. So Jay Bateman's a guy where, I mean, I think when you add everything up, Harold Perkins has to be the guy. DJ Allen's the next player who's a four-star wide receiver. He's down to Florida and TCU. And, uh, I mean, he, he said that both of these schools are his dream schools. So for him, that's great. He's not really risking taking an L with who he chooses. Uh, but, I mean, he did just follow his official visit to Gainesville, and it was nothing but great words and positive vibes and, and all that fun stuff. There's opportunity for DJ Allen to get on the field early at a position where Florida, well, they can use help. I talked about this last week. You know, Florida, they need wide receiver help. They need someone who can be an alpha. And with his speed, he'll at the very least early on be a deep throw, a deep ball threat, a gadget guy in an offense that will be using motion frequently, will be throwing plenty of screens, will likely incorporate a good amount of jet sweeps where it's like, well, guess what? DJ Allen. I can almost guarantee he's looking for a spot where he can um, suit up early and contribute early. And the Gators are looking for an offensive playmaker that they could suit up early and let him run a little bit wild. So it could be a match made in heaven here. And the final player to talk about is Caden Story, and he's a four-star defensive lineman. He was committed to Auburn before decommitting on January 16th, his final three of Clemson, Florida, and Auburn. He's... Basically, 6'3", 280. It's a position where, you know, we look at this defensive line and we're like, yeah, there's there's talent there. But is there really proven talent in Gainesville? There's Javon Dexter. But after that, it's like, who on this roster has, um, has consistently proven that they can be relied upon? And I don't think it's anybody, really. I, I think you've got Javon Dexter, and on the interior defensive line, there's no one following him. You've got to be able to have multiple guys that can fill multiple roles. They've got to be on the field, and they can be at least viable as a run defender, at least viable as a pass rusher. And Caden Story could be that guy, and I hate putting that kind of pressure on a freshman. But, one, you can never have too many talented defensive linemen, and two, if he's the best guy early, he's the best guy early. So it is what it is. Anybody else make money this weekend? I know I didn't. It was it was rough. The, the championship games actually really did kind of screw me up there. Better line is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Obviously, Florida throwing uh, quite a few wrenches, but the women's basketball team did cover against South Carolina, so that's great. But Better Line even has award shows, TV shows, and reality TV with real-time updated thoughts and props on almost – Anything you can imagine it is the best way to place your bets, and it's 100% free to sign up. Head to the website and or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus. Bet online, your online sports big experts. Make sure you use promo code locked on. That's L O C K E D, no space O N with betonline.net for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. 
The Florida Gators are now 13-8 and eight on the season after beating the Oklahoma State Cowboys on Saturday in their little SEC Big 12 in- Invitational. Uh, I don't know why I said little. Like this, that was a massive thing. But, yeah, it, it is. Florida has now beaten a team from every other um, Power 5 conference, which is like, take that with a grain of salt. Like, one of them is Cal, so... Yeah, um, I'm not gonna lie though. Looking at this game, I was watching. I I just kept thinking to myself, like, this game is going to be such um like a rough loss. Not in the sense of it's gonna hurt, but in the sense of it it was gonna take me a while to accept because you know going into this game, Florida was 12 and eight, and Oklahoma State was 10 and eight. And it was like, well, I mean, yeah, 12 and 8 is better than 10 and 8. But at the same time, I just, like, this didn't feel like a game where Florida should have lost, but could have. And that wouldn't surprise me. But, But getting beat down in the first half is not what I was prepared for. Like I said, like 45 32 at halftime, that is bad. Like that that is really, really bad for teams that were thought of as at worst pretty evenly matched. So I was like, man, this this L is gonna suck. It's gonna be one of those losses that sting and linger for a while. And that's why it really hurt. Um but I mean I, I give nothing but um absolute just credit <laughs> to Mike White and the rest of this Gators program because Florida went on a savage 49 to 27 run in the second half. Tyree Appleby got the start in this game, had one of his better games of the year. By the way, Jatobo is out for the season, so that sucks. Um, didn't play this game, you know, wasn't wasn't um it didn't bite us in the arse, but it sucked. Um, but Tyree Appleby, he got the start, had one of his better games of the year. He shot five for 10, which isn't bad. It's not great. Um, three for eight from three, eight for nine from the line. And that's big because Florida is a team that this season has, um, what's the, what's the adjective? Um, Maddie, do you know the adjective? Uh, it's poorly. Uh, that's, that's the word I would use to describe Florida Gators shooting this season, whether it's from the free throw line or from beyond the arc, but uh, I mean, Tyree Appleby shooting eight for nine from the free throw line works out pretty well for Florida. Helps improve their free throw percentage, which has been, like I said, awful. A uh, total of 21 points, three rebounds, four assists, and three steals. So a little bit of an all-around game, but he was the, the alpha offensively on this team. Brandon McKissick, who's someone who offensively he's been pretty streaky defensively he's one of the more reliable players on this team he's very uh very capable of creating turnovers on his own he really struggled offensively he went one for seven from the field and just one for three from behind the arc and was not one of his better games but um yeah we i mean can't get much worse than that right We've also seen Myron Jones dial back his aggressive style because uh, I don't know if you guys remember, but when he was a starting guard on this Florida Gators team, he was shooting three for 13, two for 12, one for 14, pretty routinely. Uh, and that's that's not going to win you games. Florida Gators have gotten 
pretty significantly better since he uh, took his way to the bench. He and that's he's still shooting very inefficiently. He's been wildly inefficient the entire year, but at least as a backup, he has been less relied upon to create offense for this team. Which thank the Lord that that is the case because um. Florida Gators would not be 13 and eight right now if he was still starting and if he was still given kind of the green light to do whatever he felt like doing offensively. Um, so thank, thank the Lord for that. The Gators take on the Missouri Tigers tomorrow at 9 p.m. Eastern time in Columbia, Missouri. Um, not like the country, Columbia, but, but yeah, like like the state, Columbia. Luckily for Florida, Missouri sucks so that's a good term for them which means it's definitely going to be a rough l for florida i'm very glad that i'm in a state where gambling is not legal because uh i can't lose money on this game at that point so that's where we're at with it the tigers are eight and twelve on the year two and five in the conference and they're on a three-game losing streak including a one-point loss to number one Auburn, which really that game just sucked. That team is so wildly overrated and included a 67 to 50 loss on Saturday against number 23, Iowa state, which is a much more justified loss because at least that team was actually good at basketball and didn't get by on beating a bad Florida team, a a bad LSU team with their backup quarterback, which they lost with their backup point guard, which they lost one of those games, by the way. Um, So at least, it was not an insult to you, Dylan. It's fine. So at least the losses for Missouri are justified. The Gators are, however, also one and four on the road this year. Granted, they've had a little bit of a tough schedule, but uh, not. Just don't expect a good game. It's not a good Missouri team against not a good Florida team on the road, which is already an even worse Florida team. So that, that's that's going to be very pretty. I'm certain of. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Winder, often pointless and seemingly just intimidating questioning of, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? I hate you. And wait while the person behind the counter is ordering your parts on their computer, looking through everything, asking you a billion questions that you don't know the answer to, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry, coincidentally. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Go explore their easy-to-use website, where even I could do it, and I don't know a damn thing about cars. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know exactly who sent you with amazing selection, reliably low prices and all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com right now. And like I've spoken about before, and like I spoke about in the divisional round before this one, uh, the Gators are guaranteed to have a Super Bowl winner on this, in this season. Uh, the Rams and the Bengals remain. And fun fact Two universities, only two, have five uh, players on active rosters right now. And those two universities are Florida and LSU, which is obviously way less relevant. No one cares about them. But Florida has five active Gators or five Gators on active rosters. 
on the Rams, you have Van Jefferson, who has been a tremendous wide receiver three. He's played more snaps at times than Odell Beckham Jr. Because oftentimes the Rams like to go with condensed sets and Van Jefferson is left blocking people and Odell. Um physicality isn't his strong suit. So Van Jefferson comes in as a blocker, a reliable route runner. I want to say shorthanded receiver, but we've seen him not do that at all. But Van Jefferson has been a very reliable option in this offense for the most part. He's been available when called upon. And Brandon Powell is the other Florida Gator on this Los Angeles Rams roster where he's a receiver, short receiver in quotes, uh, but he has been completely invaluable to this special teams unit. He's become one of the better return men in the NFL, and he is just relied upon consistently. I know sometimes they put in Cooper Cup as more of a shorthanded option or whatever it may be, but Brandon Powell is one of the better returners in the NFL, and I, I don't even think you could really debate that too much. I, I, I think he's tremendous at his job, and he's it's a crime that he wasn't properly used before joining the Rams later in the year. And then the Cincinnati Bengals have three Florida Gators on their roster. Um, two of them don't really play much, if at all. Uh, Vernon Hargraves the third is one of them, who is, of course, a corner who was drafted after Eli Apple. Both of them kind of suck right now. Uh, so both busts drafted, same draft, right after each other. Really fun stuff. Fred Johnson... Another Florida Gators offensive lineman is the other Cincinnati Bengal that has not been mentioned yet, where he is an offensive lineman that has not really played. He played a little bit here and there, but he is not relied upon to be a genuine contributor to this offense on a consistent basis at all. But there is one Cincinnati Bengal that has not been mentioned yet. He is the last Florida Gator in the Super Bowl. He is also by far the best Florida Gator in the Super Bowl. And he filed a trademark right before the AFC Championship. His name? Money Mac Evan McPherson has been one of the better kickers in the NFL overall this year. The best rookie kicker in the NFL. And he has been just phenomenal throughout the playoffs. And I think you can make the case. And I, honestly, I don't even think it's a case. I think it's just a fact that you can maybe argue against sometimes, but the huge majority of people will argue that Evan McPherson is the best kicker in these entire NFL playoffs. And if he continues to be on his trajectory where he's at now, he will very quickly be thought of as a top five to eight kicker in the NFL. He, I mean, he's just as clutch as can be as confident as can be by telling Tommy Townsend after the Bengals beat the Chiefs in week 18, you know what? You can keep my jersey from this game. I will keep my Super Bowl jersey. Saying that on a team that hasn't won a, that hasn't won a playoff game in 31 years and then making it to the Super Bowl, including the time where he said, boys, guess we're going to the AFC Championship, is one of the most baller postseasons that you could ever seen from a kicker, and Evan McPherson is here to continue to show his absolute dominance as a kicker. And I know a lot of people gave him a little bit of flack when he entered the draft because he had another year of eligibility. And it was like, well, should he go? Should he not? The Bengals drafted him. He became a superstar special teamer. And um, 
possibly a Super Bowl champion. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day every day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow to talk more about Florida Gators, maybe Senior Bowl stuff. Who knows? Be sure to listen to Lockdown Auburn because he's drinking a drink without the lid on, staring at me backwards hat. It's really intimidating right now. So just, just please listen to Lockdown Auburn. I'm scared of Zach. For Lockdown Gators, I am Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all of my written work with Whole Nine Sports. That is W H O L E. N-I-N-E sports, and I will see you all tomorrow.